Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. If I sound less than enthused, then I apologize for that. It's been a long day. Man, am I tired. Ugh. Also, I apologize, this isn't going up on a Sunday. This will probably go up on Monday. Uh, reason for that, I've been tired. I also also went to go see Cars 3 today, and can I just say, that was the most embarrassing, (laughs) that was the most embarrassing movie theater, or, well, it's not the movie theater itself was embarrassing, it was going to see Cars 3 in a movie theater, (laughs) that's what was embarrassing, why? I was probably about the only 15 year old in that entire, in that entire movie theater, and (laughs) I enjoyed the movie, yes, but the the realization quickly hits you that it looks so weird for you to turn up the way that you do. I, I, you know, as a teenager, you're going to a Cars 3 film. Your parents have an excuse because, they, you know, they have kids who are interested in that, so Frozen, whatever, they have an excuse for going to see these movies. Once you get beyond a certain age, though, the novelty of going to see, it just wears off. <laughs> it, it, ju- it just looks weird from their perspective. It was a good movie, though. I, I, can't, I can't deny that. That was a very good movie. Whether it was better than Fast and Furious 8 is... Only debatable for those who have seen both films, but I did, I'd did. i rather have seen Cars 3 still than Fast and Furious Day, so hey, that might say something. The long-awaited Genesis G70 is to arrive September 15th. Mercedes-AMG G63 and G65 exclusive editions heading to Frankfurt. LART Design splashes Maserati Levante with carbon fiber elements. Mercedes EQA concept teased ahead of Frankfurt. Audi Sport needs to build more SUVs before launching a wild Halo car. Safety concerns raised after woman dies in a Jeep Liberty crash. Also, I kind of want to make a point. Uh, I haven't read it yet, so this is completely without having read it. But people are concerned after someone dies in a Jeep Liberty crash, yet no one bats an eye when someone dies in a Camry. But anyway, we'll, we'll see if that if that holds up. Cadillac CTS interior designed with the year 2025 in mind and i'm not so sure interiors are going to be that radical by then i mean hey who knows maybe they will be just different and you know more production spec uk and japan to strike auto trade deal after brexit unlike the u.s german court says no to compensating volkswagen diesel owners which i think is wrong ford hoping to attract new and existing buyers with the latest fiesta aston martin expands its presence in japan with new meta technology office and hq Skoda Korak RS apparently on track for 2018 and could get 240 horsepower, which, while somewhat impressive, I think is kind of underwhelming. Yes, the Skoda Korak does have a better transmission than a Dodge Journey, but it also has about 43 less horsepower. I'm sorry, but that, to me, is kind of inexcusable. Let's see what it is about the Jeep Liberty crash. Safety advocates have criticized FCA's 2013 SUV recalls after a 58-year-old Ohio woman died in a crash in her Jeep Liberty earlier this week. Last Monday, Vicki Hill was killed after her 2017 Jeep was rear-ended, and advocates say FCA's recall to prevent the fuel tank from igniting rear-end collisions wasn't adequately effective. What, so the thing blew up? In 2013, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, as I keep pointing out, and Jeep issued a recall of 1.56 million 2002-2007 Jeep Liberty in 1993-1998 Jeep Grand Cherokee models after more than 50 deaths were linked to deficiencies with the vehicles. And while that's bad, I'd still like to point out that FCA did no, unlike the, ahem, Jeep Ignition recall. 
Investigations concluded that the fuel tank located between the rear suspension and the bumper was vulnerable to leaks and fires and crashes. Consequently, the automaker equipped the vehicle with trailer hitches to help solve the issue? I don't know how that helps, but whatever. However, speaking to Bloomberg, executive director of the Center for Auto Safety, Jason Levine, said, Here's what appears to be a tragic incident that highlights the exact problems we were concerned about 18 months ago. Our fear then and our fear today remains to be that the fix is not sufficient. In an email, FCA said the 2017 Jeep Liberty meets or exceeds all applicable federal safety standards, including those that test fuel system integrity in rear impacts. But you know what? They're I get I get what they're saying about oh well you know this is a problem, but they never say a peep when a Ferrari catches fire or a Lamborghini catches fire. And I know and I get it, those are, you know, expensive supercars and hardly anyone buys them. But that's not the point. It's a car catching fire. It's a hazard no matter how many cars of that model there are. For anyone at that given time it's a hazard. No matter how many of those cars are, anyone at that given moment is at risk. And, for, and as far as I know, Ferrari didn't recall the 458 to fix it. They might have done, and I might have forgotten. But I get the problem. I just don't get why they're singling out the Jeep Liberty as like being the worst offender of this. It's not. Half the other European sports cars are way worse for this. Mostly because it's funny to say, but I think it actually happens more often. There's more of the Jeep Liberties, yes. But in terms of how much they catch on fire, while the risk was higher... And there were 10 deaths. More of the sports cars seemingly seem to catch on fire. I mean, Ferrari 458, Lamborghini Aventador. I haven't seen Huracans yet, but Audi R8, the old one. I don't think I've seen Koenigseggs, but Zenvos, Porsches, the 911 GT3, and to some degree, Nissan GTRs. And I get that that those cars, it might not be a fuel problem, especially not with the 458. That was a glue for the rear wheel hub. Not rear wheel hub. Wheel lining problem. That's what it was. But it's still it's still a car catching on fire, burning to the ground, harming others, or potentially putting them in danger. Why don't you do recalls on those cars? I have i don't even think I've seen Audi recall the Audi R8 for, or sorry, the R8 for the fire problem. Porsche did with the 911 GT3, and that's a good thing, but again, if those cars catch on fire, why aren't you recalling those cars? And that's especially suspicious when a bunch of autom- when a bunch of news publications were calling the Dodge Demon irresponsible. Yet the Bugatti Veyron is just as fast. And they say the Dodge Demon is irresponsible. It's not the car that's irresponsible, but more so the people that get the keys to the car. They were trying to get the Demon banned, and I'm like, if the, as long as the drivers know to use it on a proper strip, or at the Dodge Roadkill Nights, where they can use it on the street legally... In fact, that was a, that was a plug. I'm just making a point. They're saying the Dodge Demon is irresponsible, but you know what's actually, technically speaking, it's not that I agree with this, but you know what's technically irresponsible? The fact that cars are getting faster and faster and faster when people still can't handle them. That's that's generally that's actually irresponsible. I mean, not to give away spoilers, but look at the new Bentley Continental GT, which I think looks pretty good. It's got 626 horsepower. I think more than the outgo- than the base outgoing model. Where you're saying, oh no, you shouldn't make it faster than the other one. You know, where where are you calling that irresponsible? Or where are you calling the Jeep Trackhawk irresponsible? The, their whole premise is flawed because, quite honestly, you might as well just say every fast car is irresponsible from an auto, from an automaker's perspective. And again, it's not that those cars are irresponsible; it's that the drivers that have them are. That's the problem. I get the, oh, well, it's too easy to make a mistake. If it's too easy to make a mistake, become a better driver so you cannot make those mistakes. Ah. Never think about that. Good grief. Yeah, it's it's stuff like that that irritates me the most because they're ragging on the automotive industry when it's not 
That's not the full focus. It's the people who are buying the cars the automotive industry makes. That's the problem. If you know this car is fast, why don't you take a little bit of time to educate yourself on how to drive better, how to handle X, Y, and Z power or situations or whatever. Why don't you take that time so, gee, I don't know, you don't crash it in 500 miles. No one wants to crash a car they just got after a week, maybe even hours earlier. No one wants to do that. But here we go. It happens and happens and happens because you got a bunch of morons who think they can handle anything in that, you know, they're the stig come to, you know, come to figure out they're not. They're just, you know, Austin Powers or something. I, I've ran, I can't, I can't imagine how many times I've ranted about a subject like this, but if you have to go online and go to a track day and a bunch of other stuff, take the time, please. Good grief. But yeah, so I get why they're saying that, but. If they're going to recall that, you might as recall half the other sports cars and half the other cars that have ever catch on fire, which I guess would only be the Pinto. But yeah, why don't you recall the supercars, huh? Oh wait, I know, because those are low-volume automakers, so they're exempt from those laws. What about the Dodge Viper then? Hmm, why isn't that exempt? Exempt. They only made 30,000 of those, and there aren't even 30,000 of those on the road. Hmm, shouldn't that be the same thing? Shouldn't that also be exempt? Like Aston Martin is? I wonder, I'm pondering this question. If someone can explain to me why Aston Martin can be exempt, apparently, from some laws and the Viper isn't, please do explain to me. I'd have to look up how many Aston Martin DB9s they've made. In fact, I'm going to do that right now as I'm talking. But if they've made anything more than 30,000, I'm calling mess. How many Aston Martin... Oops, Aston Martin DB9s were made. Okay, let's see, let's see. <laughs> oh, great. You know you, you know what's bad when someone asks on Google, what kind of car is a DB9? It's a Grand Tourer, we all know that. Let's see if Google agrees. Uh, it's not a very concise answer. I think yes and no is what they're saying. But yeah, it again, it's it's stuff like that that I just don't understand why. Almost like this, why there's some sort of special royalty that some a special treatment that some automakers get that others don't when technically they qualify just as just the same anyway though i'll tell you in the next part as i've run out of time thank you for listening and this isn't the end here is a word from our sponsors are you uninsured or underinsured can't afford the high premiums of health insurance would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Welcome back. So I did a little digging and apparently, supposedly someone had said that Aston Martin makes about 5,000 cars a year. I don't know how current that is, but at one point they had made 5,000 cars a year and uh, and that included all the cars, all, all of their models. They were saying that it was safe to assume that about 1,200 to 1,300 DB9s were sold. In a year, the DB9 has been around for 13 years. You do some quick math, you get about 16. You get 16,000 cars. They've made 30,000 Vipers. 
That sounds off, but I but if you if Astamar had decided to do the DB9 for 25 years, you'd have 32,000 DB9s. So there you have it. While, while there are more Vipers out there than DB9s, it's because they've been building them for longer, not necessarily in higher capacity than Aston Martin. Autonomous legislation heading to the U.S. House vote next week. 17 of Apple's car engineers left company to join Zooks. Whatever on earth that is. Ford Ranger to show darker side at Frankfurt show with new black edition. We're all surprised with the lack of, comp- of competition that Dacia en- enjoys. Oh, by the way, there's a new Dacia Duster. <laughs> Nissan wants UK buyers to swap old cars for a Leaf. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Okay. UK's new Renault Twingo Iconic Edition will cost you £14,595, or nearly eighteen grand, or the same as a Fiat 500. And I mean the base pop, I believe. Samsung gains approval to test autonomous cars in California. Faulty airbag inflators strike again, this time on Ford's 2017 Mustang, and F-150. Let's see. The Zooks thing's kind of interesting. A group of 17 automotive engineers have left Apple to join autonomous vehicle startup Zooks, the Mac Observer reports. It is asserted that the group of engineers were involved in Apple's Project Titan car car project, but following the world's most valuable technology company's decision to scale back its autonomous vehicle efforts, they've left for Zooks. Among the group are braking and suspension engineers who, prior to joining Apple, worked for a number of Detroit automakers. While Apple has remained largely quiet about its autonomous car ambitions, Chief Executive Tim Cook did reveal in June that the company is working on autonomous systems, including those for vehicles. It is thought that Apple intends on developing advanced autonomous software and then licensing it to other companies. Well, that's a, that's a good idea. Let's see how far they get with it. I don't mean that in a snarky way, genuinely. Let's see how far they get with it. 20 Nissan Titans to help Hurricane Harvey recovery efforts. And, right, I am so sorry. But my thoughts and prayers, as is everyone on Twitter's thoughts and prayers, are with the victims of the Hurricane Harvey. I can't believe how high the floods are. That That's what's getting me the most. I mean, occasionally, after in Colorado out out in Boulder, after it snows, you get you get a little bit of flooding, but that that's just puddles compared compared to what it's like down in Texas. So my thoughts and prayers are with you all. Stay safe. Court says twenty three phones of Volkswagen staff were lost or erased during diesel investigations. I'm almost I'm actually not even surprised that they're trying to cover it up to some degree. Honda has only sold two NSXs in Australia since last year's launch, proving the theory that great cars just don't always sell. In, well, everywhere, anyway. Honda reportedly reached a $605 million settlement over Takata airbag recall. Belarus's president is car guy-in-chief, heaps praise on a Tesla Model S. Volkswagen will launch two new or redesigned models in the U.S. every year. Wow. 2018 Alfa Romeo Giulia arrives with minor updates, and so does the 2018 Jeep Renegade. However, it gains an updated interior and new standard equipment. Ferrari 812 Superfast Wind Tunnel model might sell for 380000 Nissan Rogue outsells Toyota's Camry through July. U.S. Labor Board files complaint over Tesla's working conditions. An armored tank has just drifted... Into a civilian car, I think in Russia. It's 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 not the slowest of tank slappers, but why well, say tank slappers? It's not the slowest of drifts, but I on some in some ways I think it could have been avoidable for the for the person in the Skoda. And not that I wish harm on anyone, but it's actually kind of funny. 
<laughs> it's just it you you can kind of see the moment when the tank loses it. The tank driver's like, no, 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 mess, mess, mess. Ah, ah! It, it's wow, kind of surprising, really. Even more surprising that the roads are so slick that even tracks can't get issues. But really, tracks are better for off-road than smooth tarmac. I mean, I guess that road is smooth. Anyway, let's get onto the airbag inflators. That's interesting. Another day, another recall over airbag inflators that may rupture during a crash. This time, the recall covers 935 units of Ford's 2017 Mustang and F-150 models. And while the affected airbags are from Takata, the potentially faulty inflators were sourced from, were sourced from Tennessee-based ACR. But then again, it says ARC later, A-R-C, so I don't know which one's correct. The inconsistencies with ACR's inflators were discovered during testing conducted at Takata's engineering facility, which then notified the automaker about the problem. Also, wasn't Takata bankrupt? I thought they went bankrupt. How can they conduct engineering with no money? That's interesting. Irregularities. Okay, got it. Great. Good for me. Ford said that in the affected vehicles, the ARC inflators... See? ARC! This time they say ARC inflator, so which one is it? Typo. Anyway, in the affected vehicles, the ARC slash ARC... ACR inflator may rupture during a front passenger airbag deployment, resulting in a crash, which may result in metal fragments striking vehicle occupants and causing serious injury and possibly even death. If that if that is not the sound, if that's not the sentence of a you know medication ad, I don't know what it is because that you know every pill prescription any kind of medication ad, it's always. Blah, 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 serious injury, and probably even death. And I say probably, even though they don't say probably, but let's be real here. With all with all those serious injuries, just don't just don't take it. Just, you know, go healthy. Go natural. No, no, no. Grow up. Go natural. <laughs> wow, if that's if that's an offensive ad, or that's an offensive ad if I've ever seen, heard one. But yeah, good grief. Are are these recalls mirroring? The medication industry? Who knows? Despite the imminent concern, Ford says it's not aware of any incidents or, sorry, of any accidents or injuries associated with this condition, which affects the F-150s built at Kansas City from July 20th to August 1st, 2017, and the Mustangs assembled at Flat Rock during the same period. Notification schedule has yet to be provided, but owners of these vehicles should expect word from Ford soon, after which the brand's dealers will replace the passenger airbags modules free of charge. And apparently we got a second separate recall announced by the company, which includes 263 units of the 2017 Explorer, Taurus, and Police Interceptor Utility and Sedan, which have incorrect steering gear, heat shield fasteners that may have insufficient corrosion protection. In extreme cases, the steering gear, the steering gear electrical connects could melt, resulting in a sudden loss of assist. Without any warn... <laughs> Without any warning to the driver, yeah, great riding car scoop. Sorry, that, that that was a roast. Without any warning to the driver, accompanied by the service power steering now fault message in the instrument cluster. Two safety compliance recalls have also been announced by Ford. The first one covers some 141,000 units of the 2015 to 2017 Ford F-150 Crew Cab, 2017 F-250, and F-350 Super Duty Crew Cab vehicles, which might need to have their left rear inflatable seatbelt assembly replaced. In the affected vehicles, inadequate rivet heads thickness may allow separate... Oh, wait, sorry, I'm doing this wrong. In the affected vehicles, inadequate riven head, rivet head thickness may allow separation of the left rear inflatable seat belt buckle from its mounting, from its mounting bracket 
during a crash, increasing the risk of injury, says the automaker, adding that no accidents or injuries have been associated with this issue yet either. The second one includes 835 units of the 2017 Focus made at Michigan from June 7th to June 12th this year. These need to have their second rear left side seatback frame inspected and replaced due to inadequate weld penetration between the outboard pivot bracket and the pivot nut joint. Thank you all for listening and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. I have a special announcement to make. You can now go on Amazon.com, type in the search bar, Cody's Car Conundrum, and now you can find all of my new merch. And you can even buy a t-shirt that says, I listen to Cody's Car Conundrum. Yeah, telling people that you listen to such an awesome podcaster like me. That's not any kind of self-promotion at all. <laughs> but yes, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then buy the shirts you want. Welcome back. We need to get on to the... Honda settlement. The fallout from the Takata airbag recall saga has hit Honda pretty hard as Reuters is reporting the company has agreed to a $605 million settlement. According to the publication, the settlement covers a variety of claims, including everything from allegations the company inaccurately represented vehicles as safe, as owners will be compensated for out-of-pocket costs such as lost wages they incurred while waiting for their vehicles to be equipped with replacement airbags. While other automakers have reached similar settlements, Honda's, Honda's agreement is noteworthy due to its cost. As the reportman notes, the five other automakers settled for a combined cost of around $650 million. Honda's settlement covers approximately 16.5 million vehicles in the United States. Of these, 11.4 million are currently under recall, and 5.1 million of these vehicles may be recalled at a later date. The settlement also calls on Honda to attempt to speed up the replacement of the faulty airbags which have been blamed for the deaths of at least 18 people. The recall continues to be a global problem, and it pushed Takata into bankruptcy early. See, I called it. I knew they went into bankruptcy, so how can they still conduct tests? I call secret stash on money. They they have a they have a backup cash. Ba- bankruptcy cash. We have our bankruptcy stash. <laughs> The ATS GT is the new Italian supercar in town. New Brabus Rocket 900 is the world's fastest and most powerful 4 seat cabrio. 2018 Fiat 124 Spider receives new colors and trims. Thank God, because it got a new color. New blue, I should say. SCA shakes up the Chrysler line for 2018. Updated Volkswagen e-golf arrives in the UK with 50% more range. Volvo XC40 coming this fall with semi-autonomous tech and more. Jeep Cherokee updated for 2018 with new safety tech and more. And by the way, this is the last this is the last model year for the current Cherokee as the next model year, 2019, is going to be the updated. I don't think it's refreshed quite. It might be. I don't I can't really remember, but yeah, it's going to be the updated Cherokee. So you have that to look forward to. Ram 1500 prepares for 2018 with more luxury than ever. Say hello to the AI Craft GT, a British EV shooting brake with supercar performance. And it looks okay. It's official. Mercedes-AMG Project 1 hypercar coming to Frankfurt. And it also has headlights. Bugatti Chiron-esque headlights. New Skoda CUV2 challenged the Nissan Juke from 2019. This modern-day BMW Isetta is the city is for the city of the future. If that's the city of the future, I want no part of it. <laughs> WEC could become a much shorter championship held in the winter. Mercedes-AMG GLE 43 recalls for unexpected engine shutdown. Uber's new CEO wants to take the company public. 
Australia welcomes 2018 Volkswagen Passat All-Track Wolfsburg Edition. 2019 BMW X4 looks to make crossover coupes attractive. And you know what? The taillights aren't very BMW-like. If anything, I think they're Mercedes-like. But everything else is very BMW-esque. New Mazda 3 prototype spied with the Sky Active X engine. The HCCI engine, which I need to... I need to take a look at that. Tesla cuts prices on a handful of high-performance models. AAA says new cars cost an average of 8469 annually. EVs get hammered by depreciation, and that's not surprising. Honda introduces the new N-Box in Japan. Another tiny, tiny, tiny little car. Mercedes-Benz is recalling certain AMG GLE 43 and AMG GLE 43 coupe vehicles due to a faulty software that could cause their engines to shut down unexpectedly. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, this problem is due to the engine and transmission control unit software, which may have compatibility conflicts. In extreme cases, the 3-liter bi-turbo V6 engine that powers both models could shut down while the driver brakes to a stop or accelerates following, following an eco start, says the feds. And I read that wrong. I was supposed to do it in my, in my organization voice or my company voice or my every... Every executive ever trying to calm the situation. <laughs> Adding that, depending on the traffic situation, such an, such an issue could increase the risk of a crash. Yeah, no mess, Sherlock. <laughs> Instrument cluster warning lamps are activated upon engine shutdown with the ignition on and indicate to the driver that the vehicle is not, is not in eco start slash stop mode and needs to be restarted manually, the NHTSA wrote in the description of the defect. Affected vehicles, sorry, affected are 12,322 vehicles from the 2016 to 2017 model year, whose owners will be notified shortly. The recall is expected to begin in September, which is now, and technicians will reprogram the engine and transmission control unit free of charge as part of the remedy. Ford and Domino's working on autonomous tech for pizza delivery. Kia to cough up 373 million in unpaid wages? Who are they hiring? High school drop No, I can't. No, I can't make that joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Start selling your organs. Gilf. Sorry, Golf. Golf. Golf liberated Superformance Ford GT40 heading to auction. Which is sweet. Renault Alaskan, which it's anything but. Mercedes X-Class French cousin comes to Europe right now. And I have to say the Renault looks way better. Way better than the Mercedes. By the way, whatever happened to that Renault Tailsman? That was a cool car, and that's been basically dropped off like a bad habit. That, that was a cool car to me. That, that definitely looked better than some Mercedes's. <clears throat> CLA, I'm looking straight at you. More stringent emissions tests come into effect in the EU and is starting tomorrow at the time of the article, which was August 31st. So, hey, it's already in effect. Lucky you. Lucky Europeans. Citroen plans crossover offensive for 2017 Frankfurt Motor Show. Toyota CHR high power concept, a new Land Cruiser announced for Frankfurt. Nissan Pulsar becomes more stylish with new black edition. Audi Sport boss Stephen Wilt Winkelman, I had to stop myself there, reportedly leaves to head Bugatti. Like it, like they need any help. New Mitsubishi Delica concept <laughs> leaks before Tokyo Motor Show. And looks worse than a giant wart. wart. <laughs> Liberty Walk teases its wide-body Mustang. Ford Mustang, that is. No, no, no. My name is Mustang. Ford HK Mustang. No, no, no. no. Ford GT Mustang. No, no. My name is Prius. Toyota, I'm slow, Prius. 
As say Honda NGM offering discounts to Hurricane Harvey victims, which frankly everyone should be doing. Some some more than just doing discounts. Survey says animal collisions cost Americans four billion annually. Annually, just my gosh. No, no, my name is McLaren. No, no, my name is 12C. McLaren MP4-12C. No, 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 my name is 12C. McLaren MP4-12C. <laughs> wow, just... Volkswagen recalls over 280,000 Prasats and CCs. Kind of makes me glad we didn't get that. Create your own 2018 Continental GT with Bentley's configurator, which I haven't done yet because I've been being productive. Sorry, sorry. I've been productive. I haven't wasted much time yet. <laughs> Mercedes reportedly suspend sales of the E350D. Ouch. Porsche hybrids will only be available with PDK transmissions, and honestly, I don't understand why they do anything else. Volkswagen R lineup set to grow. Four new models could be in the pipeline. Canada won't get the Volkswagen T-Roc either, which, if that comes as a shock to, to you, it definitely will come to a shock to, come as a shock to me. I'm kind of surprised that, at the very least, they aren't getting it either. Volkswagen will recall 280,915 Passat and CC models in the United States over a potential fuel pumpage. You see, my point, this could also be a fire hazard. I mean, they're recalling it, yes, and that's a good thing, and hopefully it'll get fixed. But my point... In a recall notice issued by the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, the German automaker reveals that Chinese authorities discovered a fault related to the fuel pump control module on the four-cylinder petrol-powered models. This initially led to a recall in China that is now extended to the U.S., as local Passat and CC models featured the same fuel pump control module. Those vehicles involved in the recall are the 2009-2016 CC and 2006-2010 Passat Wagon and Passat Sedan. Oh, so we wouldn't have gotten it anyway. Okay. Volkswagen says that certain electrical components in the control module could fail due to mechanical stress, resulting in an interruption of power supply to the fuel pump. To resolve the issue, the company will install a new fuel pump from a different supplier. McLaren Robikes is a $11,500 bicycle that is just ridiculous. You you could get a very good used car for that. I could get a Dodge Dart for, you, for that money. A, a base model one at that, but still... No, no, no. In fact, I could get, I could almost get a GT for that money. Uh, that is called extortion to the, of the highest order. Uber being investigated over foreign bribery law violations. <laughs> oh, man. Uber, get some help. No, no, no. Hey, hey, Uber, you need some Uber help. <laughs> you need to see an Uber good therapist. <laughs> you have some Uber bad problems. I, I need to stop. Hey, Lyft, can <laughs> well, voice cracked. Hey, Lyft, can you lift my spirit? <laughs> Denmark to slash car taxes from 180% to 100%, which is still... <laughs> Detroit Electric to share, future, to share future model plans at LCV 2017. And if you guys think you've heard Detroit Electric before, you're not mistaken. I've The last time I covered it was probably earlier this year. And the last time before that was near the beginning of my podcast, when I first started out. So Detroit Electric is incredibly still around, but they really haven't done much in a while. They say they're an EV startup, but really at this point, I'd just call them a dead man walking. Smart Vision EQ concept is an autonomous pod for two. 2018 Nissan Armada gets new tech and has now been priced from $45,600, which is, oh gosh, that's a lot. Anyway guys, I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you all next week for a very special podcast.
You've just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.